fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a weird. This movie's fucking weird. I loved it. I don't know how you felt about it, but I just <laughs> fucking loved it. I'm Andrew, and right across from me is the Rev, and we're gonna talk about uh, VFW. Basically, it's it's Green Room slash The Expendables. It's a movie with the expendable with the, with the people that couldn't make it into The Expendables in Green Room. It's the people that were always second fiddle to all the people in fucking Expendables. The Expendables. Uh, you know what? That's fair. That is fair. Because who do you have? Who you have? You have Martin Cove played one of those assholes in Rambo Two. Stephen Lang. I don't know. Has he been in? Was he a bad guy in any of those movies? Well, I don't know if he was in any. If he was in any of those movies, he he. The thing is, he did a lot of minor work before he was in Avatar, which was kind of like his big movie. That was his big break movie. He played the villain in. That's Avatar. the first time I ever saw him. He's but he's been in stuff since the eighties. Yeah, I I just looked at his IMDb. I'm like, have I actually seen him in anything? No. Not really. <laughs> you have. You just don't remember it. That's I, all. I looked. I haven't watched any of those fucking movies. He's one of my favorite audiobook readers. That's a sort of my connection to Stephen Lang. Like I, I love ne- him as an audiobook. I never saw Manhunter or Tombstone. Tombstone. He was in Tombstone. Tombstone's the fucking best, man. He plays Ike Clanton. Yeah, minor role in Tombstone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's I. I just I looked and I'm like I've never fucking seen any of these, which is a bummer because I like him a lot. Because Don't Breathe is fucking great. And then you got uh you got David Patrick Kelly who Schwarzenegger threw off a cliff in Commando. Yeah, so you get you got that. So <laughs> there you go. He's another he's another bad guy. Uh, you have Fred Williamson who I didn't look at his IMDb, but you know from Dust Till Dawn, basically yep. playing the exact same character. Can he do anything else? Is he just <laughs> like that? Because th- these are the I only think... two movies that I've seen him in that I know of. I don't know. I got a. I just got. A vsa with him in it that i haven't watched yet is it whatever it takes yes whatever it yeah. takes but yeah i mean he he's from the black exploitation days you know he oh, he was okay he was big in that is my understanding which is why Taran- tarantino pushed for him in um in from dusk till dawn that makes sense yeah i don't, I don't have a ton of experience with fred williamson but he, yeah he basically <laughs> is playing the exact same character from from dusk till dawn and he even has this moment like at the end of the movie during the final wave of bad guys where he kind of pokes his hand up like this and storm looks over <laughs> at me and goes is he gonna fucking rip the dude's heart out i, I thought the same thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm like and it wasn't it wasn't quite that i'm like but like he did that thing when he had those when he had that claw weapon in his hand and he he holds it up and he kind of looks at the camera i'm like dude that that is the exact same shot from I swear to God, when he has the knife in his hand, he does the same thing. And from dust till dawn, I'm like, come on, it's. <laughs> you, you also got William Sadler, who who's was in... the bad guy in Die Hard too. Yep. So again, I mean, he, <laughs> it really is just like the 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 antagonists of all the of the big the big three movie guys. <laughs> And everybody's great in this. I, I, I mean, I got sort of the same level of excitement out of this that it seemed like you got out of Automaton Transfusion. Only in this one, everybody's good. Like all the way down, like from the the main bad guy is great. Oh, the acting is way fucking better in the, this movie. The girl who is sort of the catalyst of the story is great. And of course, all these guy, all these old dudes are great. It is kind of the same vibe as Automaton Transfusion, and it is, isn't it? It's just like action and blood. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just relentless once 
once it gets going and it gets going really quick. I'm sitting there watching it with Storm and he and it opens with the scene in the drug den, you know. It it gives that little it gives that yes. little blurb at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that we'll we'll talk about that here in a minute cuz I'm yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as th- this dude walks in and he starts talking shit and this woman just puts a machete in his head and Storm is like, "Jesus, not even 90 seconds?" <laughs> no, it just well, it starts like with the way that little blurb at the beginning starts where it's like something about the opioid crisis they invented a new drug that's called hype and all the people that take it are called hypers and they're apparently mutanty zombie things you'd think like it's going to be this weird apocalyptic future but it's not it's just like 2020 it's, like- it's just like 2019 but like different <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at it as it's the 2019 from Double Dragon. Yeah, there you go. Like there you it's, go, it's sort of it's 2000 whatever in that movie. You know, it's 1997. <laughs> or wait, <laughs> is it 97? No, that that's Escape from New York. Whatever. It's 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 the late 90s, early 2000s in Double Dragon. This is this is that just like in in another part of the country. <laughs> this is like Detroit or something like that. It didn't hit, get hit quite as hard, but it's still kind of weird and off-putting and scary. <laughs> this movie's weird. Like I. Why, why, why? Why what? Why this movie? Because why, why the uh, fuck not? That's the question. Why did they have to make up the drug thing? And why don't they just like have it be cocaine? And Because cocaine doesn't <laughs> make people that crazy. I mean, it makes people crazy see the 70s, but you know, not that crazy. I don't know. It, it just weirded me out because it's not what I thought it was going to be. You need something that makes people zombies, basically. Bath salts. Yeah, but bath salts has already been done and it didn't catch on. It's not like it never gets used. It just it didn't catch on in an epidemic. Kind That's of because in real life, people ate bath salts and then tried to eat other people. Yeah, a couple times. They needed something that would that would have the mass appeal of crack, but didn't <laughs> exist because you know, like something that would create aggressive crackheads. So what kills Fred Williamson at the end? Is it is it all the wounds? Or I think it, it's just the accumulation of wounds. The dude's say, eighty. Is it is it the or is it the fact that he just took a handful of that shit and just shoved it right up his nose maybe maybe he just like he got himself high it revved him up he finished his job and then it just stopped his fucking heart i don't know i don't know but 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 he is like by far that's why they say he wasn't in vietnam he was in korea yeah and then i'm like wait wasn't korea after but then i'm like no i then i thought back i'm like oh first blood that's exactly why teasel was such an asshole to rambo he thought rambo was replacing him and they didn't he didn't like that partially because Teasel was in Korea and Rambo was all Vietnam and they were heroes now and he, they were kind of like well no it wasn't not, the, not really heroes it, it, no it wasn't the heroes thing it was the reason he didn't like Rambo was because we lost Vietnam but that's what <laughs> I'm telling you is was the American attitude for a time is Vietnam vets got treated like shit because they didn't win win what it wasn't anything to win I completely agree with you I'm not on you I'm not on their side about I know, this I know. I'm, I'm not on the shitting on Vietnam vets side but Vietnam vets got shit on because they didn't win what what the fuck guys yeah it's really fucked up <sighs> and that's what rambo was about i mean that that's what his whole monologue at the end was you know is we just want we we wanted to be treated like heroes which is what we all expected was going to happen and then we got shit on we just wanted people to care about us and then he goes home and fucking murders a bunch of people in the book in the book he murders <laughs> everybody like literally everybody teasel dies rambo even dies like they all die everybody's fucking dead at the end of that they and made him way more sympathetic for them oh yeah I think the book is a little more interesting just because of that whole thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. It cuts, uh, it perspectives change. Like it's not just a Rambo story. It's oh, about okay. both of them. And well, they, I felt like they did a good job of giving us Teasel's perspective. He's a lot more sympathetic in the book than he was in the movie. He's, yeah. In the movie, he's just an asshole. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, he's an asshole. 
In the book, he's an asshole, but we like understand why. We get a lot more insight into why he's such a dick all the time. Okay, but enough about First Blood. Let's talk about VFW. It's like a quarter way relevant. That would have been awesome <laughs> if Brian Dennehy was in this too. So we get that blurb at the beginning and it's not the future. It's 2019, but a different 2019. The first thing we see is what you said, the fucking just chaos in this fucking, I guess it's like a movie theater and there's a brain scan poster outside, which is kind of cool. I that's, didn't see that. That's the only movie poster that I actually noticed. I missed it completely. But yeah, I think it's an old movie theater. Theater. Shit's just going down. There's a bunch of assholes on the floor going like, Wah! they're all freaking out. And then a dude walks into this, go, comes into this room and he's like, dude, they're all freaking out. And like, I'm like, we just, we just saw that. And that's when the other dude gets a machete in the head by a character named Gutter, who is not, not hot. No, she's definitely got she, it going she, on. She was doing it for him. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, she definitely looks like she kills people. Uh, so good job. Again, the acting in this movie down the line is pretty solid yeah it was it was kind of distressing (laughs) (laughs) they really cast this movie well and and it's very well directed so consequently i completely buy her which would be very easy not to do in a in a movie that was not as well handled yeah, and you can also tell this dude who directed this just loved fucking blood and guts and all these movies. I don't know if you watched any of the behind the scenes features. I did. <laughs> he says, I want to make a movie that everybody who makes a Fangoria movie after this will be like, well, fuck, now we got to live up to that. Yeah, yeah, I heard him say that. I'm like, good <laughs> luck. The long and short of it is that they need to sell all these drugs because the hypes are getting too hyper. Or the hypers. Are yeah. they called hypers? Hypers, yes. Yeah. The hypers are getting too hyper. They're becoming way too aggressive. It's becoming dangerous for these drug dealers to maintain order. And so they're like, all right, we just want to unload all the shit and get the fuck out of town. So they set up a deal. But this dude who's their leader is a complete dickhole. And this one hyper who's hanging out in his inner circle, he's like standing over a balcony and he's holding this little vial of the of the drug and he's like, oh, is this what you want? Is this what you want? Well, go get it and throws it over the balcony and she jumps over and uh, jumps over after it and dies. And fucking splats. Yeah. She doesn't just die. She splats on the ground. Well, it turns out she has a sister who finds the body very shortly thereafter named lizard before we meet her though we cut to friday it, it, it was like noon or something they, they do timestamps. i think this might be the last one actually <laughs> they do two, two, two timestamps. friday 3 55 p.m there's a dude driving it's stephen lang his name is fred which will get confusing because fred williamson is also in the movie but he plays a guy named abe so i'm gonna try to keep all the names straight we'll see what happens yeah good fucking luck uh he picks up his friend who is played by Fred Williams, and he picks up Abe. And I wrote down, does he just play the same character in every movie? He's dressed the same. It's fucking... uh, (laughs) The only difference is he's 30 years old or 25 years older. That's it. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah, that's literally it. He looks the same for the most part. (laughs) When I told Storm how old he was, he was like, are you fucking kidding me? He looks so young. He's still alive, too. He was born in 1938. Jesus, man. How fucking... Yeah. That dude's like on the on the cusp of 90. Isn't that crazy? And he's still doing shit like this. This was only three years ago. (laughs) I love it, man. I absolutely love it. He's great in this. I, yeah, I love everybody in this, but, but he is, he is particularly good. I gotta say. Apparently the theater where all the punks hang out, by the way, is like right across or right near the VFW. Yeah. There's like a fence and then it's across the street and there's like a fence and a parking lot. And then, and then a street, and then that's what separates the theater and the VFW. Because Fred is like, look at that fucking thing. There's all sorts of shit going on over there. It's like all, where all the punks hang out, he says. I can't remember. Apparently what... it's a new uh, a new thing, too, because he mentions yeah. like it's only been going on for a week or two. 
I can't remember. I can never remember what the leader's name is, so I just call him Leather Pants. And when I refer to Leather Pants, it's the bad guy. Yeah. Who, who, yeah, God, like, I can't believe they cast him so well because this is a guy who you expect. If I expected of anybody a shitty performance, it was this guy. And he's really fucking good, too. He's actually really good. Every, everybody is really good in this. Some of the reactions from, what's that guy's name? The fat guy. George Went. George Went. Like, you can kind of see him in the background just, like, making weird faces a couple <laughs> times. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Like, stop, stop being a fucking weirdo. And, Jesus. <laughs> it's interesting because they cast all these guys who have been in all these things that we've seen, and they manage to work in a few little Easter eggs with them, but they don't slap you in the face with their dicks about it like everybody fucking does with fan service these days. Like, for example, when Martin Cove comes into the bar... <laughs> He's taught he's 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 so clearly a used car salesman like and he literally is a used car salesman, but he is playing a used car salesman. And man, he fucking exudes it from the moment he steps on screen. And then at one <laughs> point he's like, well, you know, they used to call me a snake. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't shoot. He doesn't like hammer it in there. He just says it as an offhand comment and they immediately move on. And it works within the context of the conversation. I didn't even pick up on that. But yeah, you're right. I just kept on going like he's definitely he's he's crease if crease was a fucking used car salesman which crease kind of is he's like a used car salesman with some military training he's like less of an asshole in this movie but (laughs) yeah yeah i mean he's a good he's a good guy but he's definitely he's he's kind of a dude he's definitely a douche yeah i love him so much i love martin cove man he's my favorite bad guy (laughs) he's he's probably my second favorite villain of the 80s yeah i can totally understand Uh, that behind behind tom tom wilson i can never remember his name tom wilkinson whatever behind biff biff is my favorite yeah that that totally tracks for you he is great martin cove especially as crease like what a fucking icon because he's the real villain of the karate kid yeah johnny Johnny just (laughs) johnny just happens to be the immediate antagonist he's the antagonist he's not the villain not his fault he's not johnny isn't plotting anything johnny is the product of crease Ex- yes exactly and we've already talked about the karate kid so we should shut up now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> enough about the fucking so, karate kid so it's it's now three guys the two guys that that, that we see they're uh fred and abe they're driving they they pull up at, in the vfw parking lot and then walter played by what's his name william sadler william sadler uh pops up out of the back he's like hey man i had a dream that you hit every fucking pothole from <laughs> from wherever we were to here they're like it's not a dream he fucking did. There's the old army truck, which will, that's a little foreshadowing yep. for later. Well, I don't know. that The foreshadowing on that one is like, I expected a little more out of that. That is the, that is like kind of my only complaint about this movie is that gun should have fucking gotten used. Shouldn't it have? Yeah. Like, they, like does this thing have ammo? He's like, fuck no. <laughs> uh, it's completely rational that they wouldn't have 50 caliber ammo for that gun. Okay. It is. But it's not rational that they would leave that gun mounted on top of that fucking truck out in the parking lot open to the elements. Well, yeah, especially if it still works. Yeah. Like, it's not just... Apparently, it's not decoration. Like, he doesn't say, like, that thing hasn't worked for years. He just says, no, we don't have any ammo. So... Exactly. (laughs) So, if we're living in a not rational world already, why the fuck not have him bust out some ammo? Money. Then take the gun off the truck. That's the thing. Also money. Take the gun off the truck. They weren't allowed because they (laughs) borrowed that truck. But they crashed the truck and had an explosion. You're right. Yeah, never mind that. I don't fucking know. In fairness, though, the truck actually didn't get any damage 
in the explosion. Did All the explosion was done to the vehicle he crashed into. Because that truck is a goddamn monster. It's not really a complaint, but my question for the whole movie was, what fucking year is this supposed to be? Because we <laughs> we cut back, we cut into the bar, and they're tur- they turn on this fucking big bastard TV. Well, that's clearly on its last leg. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck year is it? Because we have the shitty TV, but Martin Cove has a cell phone later. No, it's it's very obviously modern day, or even slightly after modern day, but. There are people who still just have have their old CRT sets and their old VCR, and it still works because oh, yeah, those, they have a VCR too with a Jane Fonda workout tape or something. Those shit. old VCRs fucking are troopers. Like that that second or third generation VCR, those things, if you treat them right, if you just leave them in the same place and use your tape head cleaner every once in a while, that shit will still keep running to this day. So the the dialogue in this between these guys especially is very accurate. <laughs> yes. Part of me wonders if it wasn't just improv you know? Like like some of it at least had to be because it's so dead on accurate. So th- this this part gets intercut a little bit, but we're back at the theater and a girl, a little, a little redheaded girl is kind of walking around and it turns out that the splattered person, I called her the splattered person from the beginning, is yes. uh, it, it's her sister. So she kind of, she kind of loses her shit, kind of hears them talking about how important those drugs are, and she sneaks in there and she she ends up stealing the drugs and running away, and that's what starts our whole f- all this fucking nonsense. Exactly. Basically, as she reveals later in the story, her motivation is that drug dealer who what would you call him? Leather pants. Leather pants. Yeah, he he killed her sister. So she took the only thing that mattered to him, which is his cache of drugs. So then uh, I, ca- I kept calling him Crease because I couldn't remember his name, but his name is Lou. <laughs> his name is Lou. Lou shows up at the VFW and everyone wants Fred to celebrate his birthday. It's Fred's birthday because it's got to be some special day for guys in, in a situation like this in these movies. He, they're either retiring or it's an anniversary of some kind. Well, I think the idea is that's how you man- That's how you justify getting all of them together at the same time. I just kind of figured it's the VFW and that's just what they do. Walter is like the, those the two the, well, the two guys that came with him. Yeah, Walter and a- Walter and Abe totally come there every day. They like just that is their haunt. While Lou should be fucking retired, but he's not going to because he's a car salesman. Yeah, and he just doesn't want to. And he's good at what he does. You know, he loves. He clearly loves it. Based on his dialogue, Lou like loves what he does too much. He's like, I can I can close a deal. I can close any deal. Whatever. Like, <laughs> like tone it down there, guy. It's fine. <laughs> and he, he loves the minor celebrity of it. You know, his like he's so well written. The implications of the things he talks about. It's fucking crazy how well written this script is. This is the shit that I am going on about every time we watch a movie where I'm like the scripting phase is <laughs> no cost. You can do that for free. Well, the writer here paid attention and did exactly that and wrote a fucking amazing script where these characters come alive through their dialogue. They don't have to, he doesn't have to say I'm this and I'm that and I'm this. You learn that he's this and he's that and he's this because of the way he talks about his life and the things he says to the other characters. This is probably the most excited I've been about a movie in a while on on one of those one of those featurettes it said that the script was written by a, an award-winning author new york times best-selling author okay. uh, max brailler i guess is how you say that name but he's mostly a children's book author <laughs> Wait, what the the last kids on earth series never heard of it it got turned into a oh wait no it's on Netflix i have heard and stuff. of it yeah yeah and he's written for i heard of it as a tv show though yeah like you said i think he wrote for the What's that fucking show called? The Sopranos also. No shit. Wow. The Sopranos was famous for good writing. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's why the script is so good. 
Yeah. That would, <laughs> that would do it. The script is rock solid, man. This movie came out of fucking nowhere. It got no advertisement. It just showed up, you know, like in the Walmart DVDs one Halloween, you know? Like it's just suddenly there and you're like, oh, look, it's, it's fucking all these old guys who... Like you said, played second fiddle to all the guys in the Expendables. Oh, sorry. He was just a production assistant on an episode of The Sopranos. It just kind of, it said in his blurb on IMDb that he's known for Last Kids on Earth, VFW, and The Sopranos. So he's not known for The Sopranos. Okay, what's his writing then? Uh, the Last Kids on Earth. Last Kids on Earth. <laughs> I might have to check that out. Among among a few other like books and stuff, but the big one is Last Kids on Earth. All these characters, I kept calling them until I learned their names, the names of where I know them from. That's fair. So, yeah. Sadler, he's death because he was in, he was death <laughs> yeah, in Bill and yeah. Ted. But he his name is Walter. He is complaining about the shitty cigarettes and that fucking ancient cigarette machine. The only place in America that still has a cigarette machine. I'm. You know what? We should. I want to go to a VFW hall and check it out. I want to see if they have shitty cigarette machines. I, I think you actually have to be a veteran of a foreign war or be with a veteran of a foreign war to go into a VFW hall. I don't know. I I went into one for a karaoke night once. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a members only thing. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe it wasn't VFW. I don't fucking remember. I mean, like, there's the scene when the when the new kid comes in where the, he literally checks his military ID. I think he just checks it to see if he's 21 because they they make a comment about <laughs> That's how he, true. he does look yeah. pretty young. They make a comment about how old he looks. Then Walter decides, oh, be- before that, Crease comes in. Crease, Lou. <laughs> he comes in and he... I can't keep it straight either. <laughs> he he hands... Well, he he says, it's it's your birthday, man. So I'm going to give you a deal. That old shitty car outside, you you need a new one. I'm going to give you a 20% off the sticker no, price on said, some no, fucking used car. He says 2%. <laughs> Does he say 2%? I'm going to give you 2% off sticker. <laughs> and... He's like, and I, I thought this was kind of a nice moment. He's like, because I love you. And I'm like, aw. And because like you need to get out of that shit box you're fucking driving <laughs> or something. And then he's like, but it's got to be a cash deal because uh, because of your advanced age. Yes. <laughs> I just appreciate the fact that, that that old macho fuck said he loved his friend. Yeah, like they very clearly have a really close relationship. But it's also, you know, I mean, it's, it's very much of their generation in its... <laughs> sort of toxic masculinity oh yeah later on when he punches him in the face exactly. like, it's your own fault <laughs> exactly you know which i liked but i but, like that the, the, that he punches him in the face and then they immediately reconcile he's like all right look i'm sorry shouldn't have done that but hey you it's your own fault <laughs> it was good and again so well accurately written you know so, and because fred was their like their their commanding officer too yeah in in Vietnam. And that's actually what the story that Walter's telling him. He's telling him about how they officially met, I think. Like, like they, they knew of each other and they disliked each other because of, like, a baseball crosstown rivalry or something. Yeah. And he ends up, he was drunk. Uh, Walter punches Fred in the face at, as younger kids in, in the military. And he realizes, he's like, oh shit, this guy has, like, a bunch of ranks on me. He's but, like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to be court-martialed. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm dead. This happens, like... In the middle of him telling the story, the young the young guy came in. I call him Soldier Boy because I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either. But his, I know that the actor's last name is Williamson. So me and Storm both were like, is he Fred Williamson's son? Or oh, yeah. I guess it would be grandson because well, yeah. he's way fucking younger than Fred Williamson. So yeah, Tom Williamson. His name is Sean, the character. Sean, that's right. He's in a show called The Fosters, everybody, in case anybody gives a shit. IMDb did not real reveal whether or not he has any relation to Fred Williamson. No, it didn't. I Maybe they both get teamed up often in this movie. The two, the only two black people, they are always hanging out together. <laughs> They're both killing it in this movie too. They I mean, are. Part of me sort of expected the young guy to come in and just not 
really matter next but he completely contributes to the story he contributes to everybody's survival he's a really good character i'm right there well yeah in a movie like this i figured like oh he's he's the cocky asshole and he's dead first no (laughs) (laughs) he's not he saves he saves everybody's life at multiple points he's even absolutely integral to the final confrontation yeah yeah he he's good he survives Yep. He's it. He, he lives. Which which is nice because they set up that he has a wife, you know. Yeah. That he's, I'm like, that he's on his way back to. And... They said that. I'm like, dead. Dead. <laughs> no way this motherfucker's surviving this. Like, the girl's dead. Everybody's dead. The bad guy wins at the end. I definitely expected fewer people to survive. I'm shocked that as many people survived as they did. I would not have been surprised if everyone had died. At least all the old guys. Right. Yeah. Like, because what I figured was going to happen is Stephen Lang was going to do some badass thing and blow both of them up or something. Me too. I thought that, but no, the the other guy did that instead. Yep. Which is cool. We'll get we'll we'll get there. the The story culminates in him saying that you like American Poontang, ha ha ha, because there's a USO show happening and he happens to have tickets. Uh, Fred does. And yep. and, and that's he, how and that's how they met and became friends. Yeah. And then he has then Fred has Walter transferred into his unit like the very next day. And and the gist of why Walter's telling this story is oh, yes. because <laughs> it turns out uh one a like the playboy playmate of the year of like 1967 or something was performing at that uso show turns out she has a daughter who is now a stripper who's performing at this uh this of course it's called the deja vu yeah <laughs> um because every town has one in this town and they're gonna go, his plan for fred's birthday is they're all gonna go see it they're all gonna go see her perform at midnight and that's where the the, the pussy hair conversation comes in <laughs> yeah and it's, it's kind of fucking gross <laughs> just the way he fuck, i'm like jesus christ not even i'm that crass good lord <laughs> i love the way he says it too like he's looking at the picture and he and fred williamson's looking at the picture and he just goes she got no pussy hair and then like he, yeah. like he's like what the fuck is that's this back bullshit? in my day i used to buy toothpicks by the gross i'm like come on man come on what the fuck <laughs> which is you're right such a fucking crass way to put it but i love it oh my god i love and it and then they they turned they turned to the young kid sean and they're like hey you got a baby mama to go home to or something he's like no i got a wife you got any spare toothpicks <laughs> what a jesus guys so accurate so 100 percent accurate to the way these guys would all talk to each other yep i never doubted it it's authenticity for a second no not at all as i said the dialogue is so accurate that i felt like doesn't some of it have to be improv it's gotta like, be right? like who fucking writes dialogue this good no fred williamson wrote it all <laughs> maybe yeah that might have all been a fred williamson special because he, he was actually that... in korea and they <laughs> I gotta say, like, that dialogue is so fucking, just just from, you know, like, the, the one or two things I've seen him in, I've seen Fred Williamson in, like, that is so fucking Fred Williamson. Yeah, he doesn't get so weird about it in From Dusk Till Dawn, but he does tell a bunch, he does tell that one war story about how he, like, takes out a hopeful tune by himself with his knife. <laughs> Which is very graphic and gross, and I picture it every time. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So the lights go out. That like the power goes out because it's a horror movie and you can't have lights on. Naturally, even, Friday the Thirteenth established yeah, this many many years. Even ago. later, when they turn on the generator, there's still no lights. There, I'm, well, I mean, it basically lights up the beer lights, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they can so they can still get drunk because that's what's important. Uh, These men have priorities. They're trained professionals. God damn it, they are. They're just, they're just trying to they're just trying to live their lives, and but they can't because teenagers man because goddamn hype heads because lizards lizard comes fucking running into the goddamn bar after getting oh no wait not yet 
Not yet. Not yeah, yet. We're not quite there. Uh, Doug. Doug. We forgot to talk about Doug. Doug shows up. He likes to smoke weed. And Doug's played by the the inimitable David Patrick Kelly, who I had literally just watched The Crow with my kids the night before. Nice. Yep. So I was like, dude, it's it's him. And Storm, Storm and I have this thing. Every time David Patrick Kelly shows up in a movie, Storm has forgotten who he is. And I'm like, <laughs> it's him. And he goes, who? And I, say, and I say to him, I said, remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. Well, how can that's, you? That, you know, that's Schwarzenegger's line right before he throws him off the wall. How do you forget? Like that, I have no fucking that idea. That voice is so him i don't know how he's face blind to david patrick kelly of all people but again like when we watched the crow i had to point it out and then (laughs) literally the very next day we watched this and i'm like are you seriously gonna make me say it he goes i don't know what you're talking about and i go remember when i said i'd kill you last he goes are you fucking kidding me that's him listen to his voice seriously how do you not he kind of looks weirdly different in every movie he's in because, like, facial hair, different hair, whatever. But it's it's the voice. I know that voice fucking yeah. anywhere. I mean, he's he he really does have an ability to to kind of transform. And you know, visually, you put some different hair on him, and it really does change his look a lot. You put a you put a goatee on him or mutton chops or something, and it, and it, and his look changes a lot more than it does with other people for some reason. But yeah, you're right. Like it's, his voice yeah. is so fucking distinctive. I called him the little dude because I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Because he's just a small guy. He is. He's he's very short compared to everyone else. He ends up out in front because Fred's like, you know, I I don't give a shit if you want to smoke. Just get the fuck out of here. Like, you can't smoke in here. Yeah. Well, no, he's like, he, it's not that he can't smoke. It's that he can't smoke weed in there. Oh. Uh, oh They're all yeah. smoking. That's right. Sadler's smoking the entire timer. That's, what, what's oh, his name again? Wilbur or? Walter. Walter. You're right. I uh, Fucking duh. So they're very, you know, again, very of their generation. Yeah. So he's out there smoking. It's medicinal, so it's fine. Uh, and then he sees. He <laughs> I sees, love that line later. <laughs> <laughs> where she's like, it's, that, that's bad for you. He's like, no, it's not. It's she's medical. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's medicinal. He sees a lizard across the way at the mo- in the parking lot of the movie theater getting fucking chased. And he's just like, what the hell's going on over there? You guys are missing out. What's going on? Ah, okay, he's high as fuck right now. <laughs> yeah. And then she fucking, she ends up inside the bar followed by two assholes. And some- somehow he makes it back in. As he sees lizard running towards them, he turns around, goes inside and is like, hey guys, you're missing. And then suddenly lizard just bombs <laughs> past him, knocks his ass on the ground. And unprovoked. This big bastard with an axe just is it an axe or a machete? No, it's the axe. It's the axe, yeah. Because the axe sticks around. Just cuts his shoulder, like just cuts through his shoulder. I'm like, what? He didn't even do anything. Yeah, he just walks in and is like immediately on the attack. But I think that's the idea is that these these hypers, they don't they don't think. They just like literally all they care about is their drug and anything that gets in their way. They're just willing to barrel right through or kill or whatever they have to, which is why the guy sends them. Oh, we kind of well, skipped, I, we kinda I don't skipped think... over that too. The oh, yeah, leather right. pants, when he finds out what happened, he spots Lizard running out with his drugs after he spots that the drugs are gone. And so he gets on the radio and announces to everybody that Lizard, who apparently they all know, they all know each other. He announces that Lizard has the drugs and that he'll give anybody who brings her back to him enough hype to melt your tonsils as he puts it oh yeah to melt to liquefy your fucking tonsils <laughs> like that sounds unpleasant and fucking gross so uh, what what does someone say someone says to him like these guys are these guys are all brain dead they won't be able to do shit and he's like hey an army of brainless zombies is still an army yeah 
something like that. I'm pretty sure the guy with the axe, though, I'm, I'm not I'm not entirely sure because he he's he talks to he actually has like a brain and he's not he's not one of the hypers, I don't think. He's one of the actual henchmen of the, of the leather pants because he talks to him later because Fred whips out a fucking shotgun, blows the head off of one guy. True, t- later it tur- it'll turn out that that is Leather Pants' brother, which is why he's so pissed again. And then the guy with the axe, <laughs> he throws the fucking axe and gets stuck like in the bar. I think he throws it at him and he flips the handle of the shotgun or like the butt of the shotgun up and it impales in the butt of oh, the shotgun. What the uh, fuck? Fucking Kill Bill style. That's awesome. That's even way cool. That's way cooler. I don't fucking... <laughs> that dude runs away. And uh, two more dudes come in and Fred kills one with the axe. Like, fuck Oh, that's him. right. Because those guys are the hypers yeah, that yeah. come in afterward. We're an extra violent town now. Like, it, 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 the tone has been set. Yeah. Because he shoves that axe. It's like playing a video game. It's like playing fucking Days Gone like I was just doing. <laughs> He's just hacking people up with the axe. And then uh, Soldier Boy, Sean, just beats the shit <laughs> Oh, and, and, and Walter, they both beat the shit out of this guy and Walter like beats him until his face is like jello. No, Walter fucking drive stomps the dude's head flat. Like it's nice. Just like Ryan Gosling in the (laughs) elevator in drive. He stomps this dude's head until it caves in under his foot and just splatters. Yeah. These guys are really quick to fucking. (laughs) Well, Hey, a dude ran through the door. And took an axe to one of their best friends. Who is still alive, by the way. They immediately clean, they clear off the, the top of the bar. I'm shocked he survived as long as he did. Yeah, no shit. I'm like, they're just going to throw him on top of the bar. And I'm like, cops maybe? But apparently it's like a really shitty neighborhood and cops don't give a shit. Well, they have this whole thing at the beginning. It's sort of in the background, but they're watching like a TV broadcast or something. And they're like, the police can't handle oh, yeah. the violence and you know, blah, blah, blah. So basically the idea is that there's no point calling the cops. So fuck it. They're just going to do it themselves. As Flava Flav said, 911 is a joke in your town. So Fred still has the axe. As the other guys are moving moving Doug onto the bar to hopefully stop him from bleeding out, an arm pops through the fucking front door and Fred just hacks it the fuck off with the axe. <laughs> like, all right. And then, you know, Lou's like, they want her, right? Get her the fuck out of here. Just give them, give them back. And then they're like, come on, man. Lou's a little callous. Like, Lou definitely... Like, he loves his friends, and he could not give less of a shit about Lizard. He's just like, fuck her. Throw her ass out. In fairness, this is all happening because of her. Yeah, it is. I mean, she didn't mean for it to happen. No, but she is the one who led them there. Then, George Went, who is Thomas, they call him Z, because his last name is Zabriskie, I guess. Apparently, which... That's never said in the movie, but they call him Z. His idea is like, I'm gonna gonna go out and get my car, uh, then we'll... Put Doug in the car. We'll go to the fucking hospital because we can't do anything for him here. A logical plan. Yeah. No shit, right? It makes sense. He doesn't realize what movie he's in yet, unfortunately. <laughs> no, because he's the he's the first one to really get it. In fairness, George Went is definitely the expendable one of this group. Like, if, if the audience was there going, who can we accept <laughs> losing immediately? It's 100% George Went. It's the fat guy. Just send him out there. It's fine. <laughs> that was another great example of fan service that wasn't hammered into our faces is where does George Went sit at the end of a bar of the bar drinking a beer just like Norm in Cheers holy shit I just realized who that was you just realized that George Went was Norm from Cheers (laughs) you you said at the end of the bar and I'm like when I look down I look at his picture I'm like oh it's that guy (laughs) duh I never watched fucking Cheers Cheers is a 
like as sitcoms go, Cheers is a good one. Like I know them all because it's fucking Cheers and how do you not know, right? I never watched it, so it took and me a second. Fucking what's his name? Jonathan Ratzenberg? Woody Harrelson, man. Woody Harrelson, Ted Danson, Shelley Long. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. That that was the movie that that was the show that created Frasier. Mm-hmm. The character of Fraser Crane originated on Cheers. There's a song by Nerf Herder called Welcome to My World about dealing with being newly single. And he talks about how he's watched too much Cheers and he just hates it now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that is a deep cut. It's a really good song. It's actually on the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a great fucking song. It's the first song I ever heard by Nerf Herder. I got it. I, I'm not I, a Nerf Herder follower, so I have no idea. I heard it for the first time in 2002 on a fucking little compilation cd with like seven or eight songs on it that i got for two dollars those are great aren't they I, I always pick them up if i can if i find a if i find a compilation cd that's anywhere in like the rock punk genre i always pick it up because it's gonna be mostly crap but you're gonna find one or two songs that are just great yeah that was that, that was a weird one because like that was the very first thing i ever bought at my very first warp tour and it turns out no use for a name is on there the eyeliners no not the eyeliners there was another chick band i can't remember but uh that that other band that has angry songs. The angry, the angry song band. <laughs> oh, them! I love them. Sick of it all. Sick of it all. Them. Never heard of them. They're an old. They're a hardcore band. I have heard of Nerf Herder though. It's because I talk about them all the time. <laughs> That's true. It's probably because uh, you're probably the one who first introduced me to Nerf Herder conceptually. Anyway, they're a great fun band, man. Obviously, I know the Star Wars reference. Oddly enough, they don't really talk about Star Wars that much. Well, you don't need to. Talks about Star Trek a lot. Okay, that's weird. He has a song called Mr. Spock. That's odd for a band whose name (laughs) is literally taken from a Star Wars movie, but okay. Uh, The song Mr. Spock is about how the girl wants a perfect robot type guy. Oh, okay. (laughs) You want somebody with blood that's cold and green? You want something better than me? I love that song. It's so good. So George Wendt gets his throat cut by Gutter with a nice big machete. Yep. So he's he's gone. He's out of the movie, and everybody's like, what and he the, is what very the fuck? obviously immediately dead. Like it's not ambiguous at all. No, they they weren't fucking around. Like later on, he kind of goes like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this if you don't do this thing." But nope, he, they're just like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna." It's not personal yet. No, because <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know yet that uh, Fred killed his brother. So now they all have to barricade the fucking bar, which is always a fun scene to see. It's like a gear up scene, but not really. Yeah. This is a scene that has to happen in every zombie movie, which this basically is. And then I kind of except like, the zombies are controlled by a mastermind. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like this moment for Fred and Walter. Walter's like, dude, you know, we could just shove that girl outside, and this will all be over, right? And then Fred looks at him and goes, "Is that the kind of man you want to be?" I'm like, ah, that's that's a hero line. I'm like, damn it, good point. Fuck you. Yeah, I love it because it it tells you something about both of them. At the same time, it's not that it's telling you something so bad about Walter, just that Walter isn't sure. He sees that he's he's obviously scared. And you should be. You know, so he's like examining the options and Fred just makes it really clear to him. He's just like, you know, is that the kind of man you want to be? And that's when Walter's like, oh, yeah. okay, no, you're right. (laughs) It's a great moment. It's good. And then Fred just decides he's like, hey, dude, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get my truck. And we're going to we're going to get dug the fuck out of here. So he gets there. He gets to his truck. He (laughs) he gets in. But Gutter is there right behind his ass. And she almost cuts his throat. Oh, he stabs her in the arm with something. I don't know what he grabbed, but he manages his keys. That's why he no longer has his keys. Oh, she also says, I'm going to kill you. Give it back. And then 
we we don't get anything more about that for like a second she lets go after he stabs her she disappears walter shoots another dude who's going for fred so walter saves his ass it's it's about to get real crazy and i'm not going to be able to fucking keep track of what's going on here pretty soon yeah it's gonna hit it's gonna hit a point of just pure frantic action that we're not going to be able to recap uh yeah so i think it uh is Walter Walter and Fred are like together at this point, right? Yeah, Walter well, by the truck. Yeah, Fred comes up to him after he That's shoots right. the dude in the back, and then they then a, like a line of seven or something fucking hypers are just there. I waiting. think it's only five, but five, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh well, fuck, I guess we're gonna die now." And then all of a sudden, just their heads start popping. And boom! It boom! Turns boom! Out, boom! Boom! Really <laughs> in really fast yeah. succession. Turns out Sean uh, saves their asses because he's a he's a fucking sharpshooter. He's he's good with that gun. And I can't tell if they're taking the piss out of him because he said says yeah they some of the members of my platoon called me Deadeye, and and i think it's walter says that's a clever nickname <laughs> but i can't tell if he's being sincere i think it's a little bullshit. shitty they're sh- throwing shade at him they're welcoming <laughs> him into their little group like telling him he's one of them by giving him shit yep and then of again course, that's that's very generation accurate. oh yeah now they have to interrogate the girl fred knows something is something bigger than what on the surface is going on now lou though he's just like my friend's fucking dead i'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah. he just he really he, he's just gonna lou has know. zero chill that's when fred pulls him off of her and punches him in the face and he's like you need to calm the fuck down and then it's your own fault he doesn't pull him off her and punch him in the face he pulls him off of her and is like hey calm the fuck down and and lou reaches up grabs fred's beanie cap and pulls <laughs> it down over his eyes and fred's oh, reaction yeah. <laughs> is to just pop him one right in the That's chops right. well he's your commanding officer you know he, he was that way for a reason you better be fucking careful but then they immediately make up <laughs> lou goes into the bathroom to clean himself up and he's peeing and he finds the bag because they'd asked her about like did you have did the well fred like says do you did she have anything when they came in when she came in everybody's like no i didn't see anything and the toilet won't flush and the toilet will not flush because there's a backpack full of drugs in the tank and needless to say lou ain't happy about it so they came up with the idea they're like okay so let's just give back the drugs everything's cool right and she's like not exactly that guy you killed earlier you, you shot him in the head uh that was leather pants's brother so he's just going to go ahead and kill you guys and your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids how the fuck old are you guys anyways <laughs> <laughs> she kind of has this moment where she's like your kids and your grandkids and then she looks at him as like and i don't know your great grandkids how the fuck old are you <laughs> now they have to figure out what they what they have to work with in order to defend themselves and get out of this alive which you know good luck so we get a gear up scene and you just popped a huge boner for it's my it, favorite sure. it's not the best gear up scene in the world it's a good gear up but scene. it's pretty it's good. a good gear up scene the music isn't quite epic enough for my for my gear up scene brain. Yeah, that's fair. It, it's not terribly memorable, but it's okay. It's it, it's it's a it's a twenty first century uh, techno soundtrack that a lot of these movies have. The soundtrack's good. Yeah, um, it's very at home with like Stranger Things happened, and every score kind of exactly. sounds sort of like that. Now. Yep, exactly. It's that thing. It's that post Stranger Things thing. Which is cool. It's fine. It's just, yeah. And it works with the lighting because the lighting is very color heavy. Like it, like every every light has a has a strong saturating color that just permeates everything around it. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't call this Red Room. Because <laughs> Green Room is very green. Like everything's green. This movie's red. It's all red. At least in the bar. So Fred and Lizard share a little moment together. They have a conversation. Fred tells her about how they all kind of end up how him and his friends kind of ended up at this VFW hall, like this particular one. A few of them were friends and uh, served together, but they all just kind of, he says they all just kind of gravitated there. Because it's a, 
it's like it's it, it, it's a home for like even if you don't what what is what does he say he, the way he puts it is like even if you if you serve anywhere you got a home here you know something like that the hypers are at the door though sean and abe are at one door lou and walter are at another door and then fred and the girl are at the front door right walter and lou are at the one door and they set up that, that cool sweet, booby trap thing yeah, yeah that, where the, where they got like this this keg weighing down this trap that they made out of sharpened pool cues. Looks like something the Ewoks would have made. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very Rambo. You know, it, it, it definitely looks like something they learned from the VC. Oh yeah, J- you think just a little? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Abe is at the front door with them then, because there's uh, only no, the two doors. Abe, right? Abe, and Sean are back at the back door. Oh, so there's three doors. Yeah. Okay. Which so Abe and Sean, Abe and Sean are at one door. Lou and Walter are at another door, and. That's right. Doug is on the bar. Yeah, with a shotgun. They gave him a shotgun, by the way. Oh He's well, then no, then um, then the girl lizard is at the bar with Doug. Yeah, yeah. He go okay because because Fred's like, all right, they're gonna come in, so get behind the bar. And she's like, I can help. And he's like, you can help by making sure Doug doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, Fred's at the front door alone. But it's okay because he has the axe and he fucking he's just axing the shit out of people. So this is where just shit starts happening, and there's no sense in fucking trying to piece it all together because it's just an all-out war zone. It's just violence and blood and guts. It's pure chaos and it's beautiful they did make some homemade tennis ball bombs and they only use one of them though. they only use one and it's I, walter and lou <laughs> i was hoping to see more than that yeah lou well like walter throws one. Oh no i think he hands it to lou and lou throws it out there and then they run fucking close the door and then blow up a bunch of those assholes <laughs> fucking body parts just start flying <laughs> it's gorgeous yeah i was really disappointed that we didn't see more of those because they made like six of them and it's not like this movie wouldn't have justified more but i'm sure it was probably a budgetary thing the fight looks like it's kind of over but the fat guy from from earlier with the beard had the at that had the axe he comes in and uh you know doug shoots him doesn't quite work then Lizard has to jump on his back and fucking stabs him a bunch of times with a corkscrew, I think. Oh, yeah. It's that it's that big behemoth guy. What? Are they, yeah. I think they even call him Tank or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, he's... Because he basically is the Tank enemy. This dude is unstoppable. He, he just shrugs off everything. Eventually, though, Sean manages to get... Like, he gets... They put him on his knees after, like, Lizard stabs him a bunch and then Sean breaks with his a, face with his With a knee. corkscrew. Yeah. Uh, Swiss Army knife corkscrew. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> it was cool. And then Sean breaks his face. Yep. Just knees him a thousand times and just... <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it would have it would have broken his knee. Let's pretend that that guy did a lot of cocaine, so his face, <laughs> his face is like really hollow. <laughs> it just eroded his entire <laughs> sinuses. <laughs> he was doing so much blow. And that's about the point when Lou loses his shit and he just wants to take he just wants to take Lizard and the drugs to the bad guy and he's like I can negotiate this shit cuz I'm a salesman. I'm a car salesman. I can do this. And then that's when that's when Fred says Lou, don't you get it? The only reason they haven't burned this place like a matchbook is because of that bag. The second we give it up, we're dead. And he's like, all right, all right, cool. And then Lou's like, not sucker. And then he runs out the door. No, that then Lou's like, all right, fuck it. I'm doing it by myself. And he and he darts to the door without the bag and, and is just like, hey, I got this. Which seems just like a bad idea. So Leatherpants says that the only deal that he wants to make is that he wants the drugs back and all of them need to die. Yeah. And all I could think when that scene is playing out is that is so fucking typical of this generation. Like nobody's willing to compromise. Nobody's willing to meet the other halfway. It's just all absolutes. I do appreciate that there's only one millennial joke in the movie. <laughs> uh, this shit backfires pretty hard. 
because <laughs> Lou tried, but it didn't work. Well, Lou makes a comment about Fred, and that's when Leatherpants oh, yeah. goes, oh, so he's in charge. Yep. All right. And at that point, yeah. you know Lou's dead. Oh, yeah. So he, he grabs him, and he has the gun to his head, and he's like, hey, you fucking assholes, give me the stuff, do whatever. I don't even remember the fucking dialogue. It doesn't matter. Lou doesn't go out like a bitch, which is nice. He kind of breaks free, kicks the shit out of a couple of guys, but then eventually just gets shot down. Well, and Fred also turns it around on him. Fred is like, hey, Fred walks out with a brick of his shit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, hey, is this what you want? Well, you're never going to get it if if you don't send my friend back immediately. You know, like he, he basically is like calling his bluff. And uh, even though it's not a bluff. Yeah. And then Leatherpants just starts fucking firing the gun in Fred's direction. Fred takes one in the leg. Looks like it hurts. Yeah. In the shin or well, it might it might be like just to the side of his shin, but it looks fucking painful, whatever it is. And then Doug finally, finally died. So he's out. Oh, yeah. Doug died. But, but you, you kind of start. I think I stepped on what you were saying about Lou. I don't remember how Lou. Uh, Lou doesn't go down easy. Like no, he, he no. <laughs> Leatherpants tells his cronies to kill him and Lou smacks one in the face, takes his takes his metal pipe that he's holding and beats the shit out of like three <laughs> other ones before. Finally, uh, I think Leatherpants just unloads on him, right? Yep. Leatherpants has no sense of proportion because every time he shoots his gun, he unloads it. He fires all six chambers at whatever he's shooting. Yeah, every time, right? It's yep. just But I think I think that's again a writing decision. I think they were like, okay, this character has no sense of proportion. If he's shooting somebody, he's firing every bullet he has. So it really it it, it becomes part of his character in a very uh practical way fred also gets a gets another kill out here because lou's like look off to the side or to your left or whatever yeah and a hyper runs up and, <laughs> and lou beats him to death with the brick of hype fred has decided that they're definitely gonna die now <laughs> yep he's just like fuck it he's kind of lost it it's okay it's fine he's sitting in the back room just getting drunk lizard comes in there and says these guys need you to do the stuff and you're a bitch and, and i'm like it's your fucking fault why are you being such a hobe <laughs> god Ugh. she is being a dick but Again, you know, this is like, this is a generational thing because that's exactly what he needed to hear. They're all in it now. So might as well, might as well do it. The hypers are gearing up too, I guess. They get like the... Because we've reached the final conflict where the guy's like, all right, (laughs) we have to fucking do it because once dawn breaks, the chance to get those drugs back and and seal the deal is gone. And and that's because of the deal timer, not like because they're going to burst into flames when the sun comes up, right? Yeah, it's because of the deal timer. Like they have to have, they have to do the deal first thing at like they're doing the deal at dawn. So now Fred gets himself together while Walter gives Lizard a little shit. And I don't even remember what the fuck he's giving her shit about. He's just doing it to do it. Oh, it's because something about like. Yeah, please you know, refresh my memory because I'm. I think this too. is the conversation where Walter's like, we're doing this shit for you. And she's like, I never asked you to. And he's like, that's the point. Oh, no, he said, he, he said, you asked us to the second you walked through that door. He's like, we were obligated Oh yeah, we were bound by duty. That's right. We were duty, duty bound, bound. Yes. To help you. And I'm like, okay, hero, don't be I don't know. <laughs> got to save your complex there, guy. Just a little. Well, better than being an entitled dickbag because <laughs> I I've, met, I've met those military guys too. Yeah. So the hypers are all getting ready to fight outside. Fred and uh and leather pants have a little face to face. Oh, I like this part because there's a big hole in the door, right? And Fred's face is like he's he's in it, and he can see the fucking the leather pants guy outside. That's he, I love that sequence. That that is so good. What does he even say to him? He's like, I'm you know you killed my friends. That's not very civil. I'm gonna fucking like when I when I get to you, I'm fucking gonna shove this up your ass or whatever. Oh, I don't well, remember what he well, says. Well, leather but. pants is leather pants is kind of like trying to be intimidating out there. He's like, I can just. 
I know what's going on behind that door. You're regretting every decision. Oh yeah, that's right. The no regret speech. (laughs) And he's like, and, and Fred's just like, actually, I don't regret a thing. He's like, like, yeah, all my friends, they know what they signed up for. It's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer that people died, but people die. You know, he's like, so whatever you're going to do, you better fucking do it. And you better do it right. Because if you slip once, I'm going to rip you. I'm going to rip your heart out. Yeah. And then he, no, he like, says, I'm going to carve your heart out. And then he holds the ax up. Kind of slides it. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> I like it. And it's Stephen Lang. And he has this voice for this kind of thing that is just perfect. He's so fucking menacing in that scene. I love it. Abe. Okay. So there's, there's been this, this knife thing, this big knife hanging above the bar that apparently Abe got in Korea or something. Yeah. And it's like this antique thing. And, it's just been sitting there and everybody's been like, dude, knife. And he's like, don't fucking touch that thing. But finally he's like, all right, I'm taking this thing down. He also rips in. That's when he rips into that fucking brick of hype and <laughs> yeah, just he, shoves a handful into, in his face. He said, he says, this isn't going to be enough. And he, and he, he lays the knife down on the table and I can't remember exactly what he says after that. But the gist of it is that we're going to need something to push us over the edge so that we can survive this. And then he yanks the brick of hype out of the backpack, tears it open and just fucking snorts it like he's like he's at club 54 in the 70s man then fred's like all right this is what we're gonna do and abe's like no i'm taking point on this one i'm like (laughs) damn all right um i'm sold let's let's do this (laughs) and that's what he that's when he oh well oh that's right because um and then he says let's see what all this rumbling is about which is a cool line. <laughs> but Sean, uh, before that, Sean had said, Sean spotted them moving a tank of fucking propane, propane or yeah. something like that yeah. in front of the door. And he and he basically, he's like, look, they're going to blow the door open. There's no way we can stop it. So yeah, so like everybody everybody bunkers behind the bar and then suddenly the, the explosion goes off and this pool table, which I don't know if you've ever tried to lift a pool table, but <laughs> no. those fuckers are heavy as shit, blows back all the way across the bar. So it's it's pretty glorious. And then in come the bad guys and, and Abe is up there and he's just like, all right, let's fucking do it, motherfuckers. Like he's got the crazed look in his eye. He's actually pretty mellow about it. Like that that doesn't like hype him up as much as I thought it would. He'd say he has that line. Let's see oh, no. what all the all this rumblings about. No, fucking... but he 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 gives this look because they do like a hero and a villain standoff shot. Yeah, is what they yeah. do. Like everybody lines up, but but when they they're doing this like slow these slow mo shots of everybody, and when they get to Abe, he's just got this wild look in his <laughs> eye that only Fred Williamson can do. And it's fucking gorgeous. But then but then he doesn't he doesn't immediately start slashing people's faces off, you know. Fred has a brick of the shit in his hand, and then he Oh, it should be noted that right before they took the backpack full of those things and oh, just yeah. poured lighter fluid into it. Or no, no, it was um like, they poured like high high proof alcohol. Yeah, something it. like that. He throws the thing in the air, the brick in the air, he shoots it or something, and then it no, fucking well, just a puff they have they have a face off the bad guys come in and line up by the door and they're lined up sort of further back behind the end of the bar there and the bad guy is like hey if you give me the drugs i promise (laughs) i'll kill you quick and fred goes all right you You win win. and he and he had said to uh he had said to sean aka deadeye earlier he said i'm gonna need you to back me up and he goes what do you mean he said or no he says he says you know how to waltz because I'm going to need you to follow my That's lead. right. That's right. That's right. And he I says, what that. the fuck are you talking about? He says, you'll know when you see it. And he's holding the brick of, of the hype. And he throws it up in the air. And Sean whips out his gun and with his last bullet. Shoots the brick. And it fucking explodes with this blue dust all 
like suddenly the entire bar is engulfed in this cloud of blue dust. And that drives the hypers crazy. The hypers yeah. who are with them. To <laughs> where the hypers even start attacking their own guys. Thank you. That 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 puts that scene into bigger perspective. That's exactly what happened, and I just totally missed all the little details there. I'm like, how did Fred get a gun as I'm talking about it? I'm like, wait I, a minute, I didn't, but he didn't. I didn't catch it the first time through that it was that it was the all the dust in the air that drove the hypers crazy. I just saw, what's her name? The machete girl. Gutter. I saw her killing guys and I was like, wait, who is she killing? Shit happens so fast here. It took me a minute to be like, wait, what, 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 what? Why are they fighting each other? Wait, why is she, how, who is she killing? Wait, what the fuck? Yeah, because, yeah. because the hypers are attacking their own people. There's some fucking kills in this scene. Um, there, there's a scene. There's a part where he, where Fred has a dartboard. He beats a guy with it, and then he takes a dart off of the not the board itself, but like off of the wall to, and he stabs a guy with it. And it took me a second. I'm like, did he just Stabs stab him in the a guy ear with it? Yeah, did he just stab a guy with a fucking dart? <laughs> and everything. It's really fast and really quick, and it's a lot to take in. It's just, it's just pure chaos. And eventually, eventually the. What finally ends up happening is that Leatherpants gets a hold of Lizard and the backpack and takes her out the front door while they're still, while everybody else is going out the back, but Abe stayed to fight gutter he stayed to fight gutter walter picks up one of the one of the guys had this circular saw like this handheld circular saw oh no it's not a circle it's not just a circular saw it's one of the big ones that are used for cutting pavement and concrete oh okay yeah so he uses that to break his way through a bunch of the (laughs) hypers fucking (laughs) saws his way through a wall of these motherfuckers it's beautiful it's It's completely unrealistic but it's great but you know the the lawnmower's already been done yep so you gotta yeah, you got to do something. You got to have you got to have some, you know, chainsaw's been done to death. And then Abe is left with gutter. Lizard Lizard actually before she gets captured, she runs back to grab the bag at, right before they escape. Oh, and okay. then she gets captured by leather pants. All right. And but, then he drags her out and then he's soloing while Gutter is fighting Abe. And the other guys suddenly realize Lizard's gone just as they clear the army of uh, of hypers. Fred tells Walter and Sean to just get get to the cars get the fuck out of here i'm gonna go get her it'll be fine i guess <laughs> and he and he hands uh he hands sean the axe because his gun is empty and he's like i'm fucking sick of the thing anyway <laughs> all their tires have been slashed too so they're they're not going anywhere well the, no the tires of the tires well, i guess on just Fred's the truck, truck yeah. have been slashed but then walter says the deuce and a half which apparently is what they call that giant fucking military transport and then sean's like will it start it will if i tell it to Woo. <laughs> That took a second. And then... Uh, Which sounds like he's in love with the fucking thing. It was really weird. Yeah. Again, generationally accurate. <laughs> I've had conversations like that with dudes of that generation. Gutter's kill is fucking cool. Yes. I was going to say Fred <laughs> grabs the VFW flag. Not the American flag. No, that, the, that's important. Yeah. The VFW, the VFW flag. Because his his leg isn't working very well. So he needs something to walk on. He needs a walking stick. But, but he, he also <laughs> needs a weapon. So Abe is fighting this chick. But she has him down. But just as she's about to kill him, fucking Fred comes up behind her, stabs stabs her in the gut with this fucking pole and then shoves it down her throat. No, he stabs it into her into her through her chest, breaks it off. Ooh. And then she falls to her knees and her <laughs> head goes back. That's awesome. And he fucking impales her cannibal holocaust style with this thing. That was a good one. Yeah. That was pretty glorious. Happy. So now Abe and Fred get like a little a little moment at the bar. Fred pours a drink. He hears Lizard scream and leaves Abe there to kind of hang out while he goes and Bees the hero. Yeah. Be, bees the hero goes and 
plays the hero. Walter and Sean are, you know, fighting off the horde around the truck, trying to get to that fucking army truck. Fred manages to, he just manages to shoot Leather Pants with his shotgun as right before he's about to shoot her, but it doesn't quite work. He well, it doesn't still, kill him. It no, just it doesn't hurts kill him. him. Yeah. He still has her and she has the bag. No, he has the bag, but. And, and Fred has one barrel left of this double barrel shotgun that he hasn't fired. And now Leather Pants has Lizard with, with his arm around her throat and the gun in his hand while that's happening walter manages to get the thing started but not before he gets fucking a similar injury to doug gets fucking yeah. chainsawed on his shoulder yeah he, it's it's a it's a pretty rough wound for sure yeah it's pretty and, uh pretty and bad. sean manages to keep him from getting killed but just barely but it doesn't matter because shit's gonna go down here and i have f- five notes left so yeah, this is the point. This is the point at which Walter is like, you go back to that wife of yours. I'm not making it out of here. He gets the truck started and then he's like, he starts, he just, he goes, right? Yeah. And uh, while that's happening, we cut back to Lizard and and, and this bullshit. Uh, she pulls out a lighter. I don't know where the fuck she got it from. It's Fred's lighter. Is it Fred's lighter? Yeah, she oh, okay. picks it up off the bar, I think. No, he drops it in the, in the fracas. Okay, that's right. We're not going to have a conversation about that word again. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to say something. Um, so she lights the bag on fire that was again drenched in alcohol or something flammable. Well, and, she, and she does the move because Fred had this conversation with her about how how when he was younger he could do he could he could flip it and light it in one cool motion, but now his hands are too stiff. Oh, and so she kind of does yeah. it. She does the flip and light, and then drops the lighter into the bag of drugs and whoosh. So Fred. After after Lizard escapes him, Fred just uses his last bullet, shoots him. Doesn't really, again, it doesn't do much. It kind of knocks him up against the car that they're all fucking around near. Yeah, it's, then, like, it's like a Suburban or something like that. And then Walter comes fucking barreling through this thing and just slams into this dude. And and then everything blows up. And then the up. Suburban explodes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, army, the army fucking truck doesn't, ha- yeah, nothing happens to that thing. Everybody's fine. Except Walter. They're all fine, except for Walter. The implication is he, that Walter is now dead. He died fast, hopefully. He probably, yeah, he, I don't think he was wearing a seatbelt, and that was a that was a good hard crash. And so he the, was already in rough shape. The three that are left go back to the bar. It looks like Abe's dead, and they're like, oh, they're gonna, he's gonna pour shots for everybody, and then they're like, <laughs> Abe over here, he's dead. He's like, who the hell said I was dead? No, he <laughs> says, he, he says, at least he died doing something he loved, and then oh, yeah. Abe pipes up, and everybody's like, ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But then eventually he does just kind of fade away and there. He, the the key is that the 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 cigarillo that he's smoking just drops out of his mouth. Yep they they do the they do the toast to everybody who whatever whatever and turns out they still have a brick of drugs left. Yeah, that they forgot behind the bar. <laughs> he he stumbles upon it and then he's like, "How much you think this is worth?" And she's like, "Well, enough to fix up the place and more." Oh, Crease said Lou. Uh, he said earlier that because him and Walter were talking, I forgot this part. Like, what would you do if you sold all those sold all those drugs? And he's like, I'd buy us all like high end caskets with memory foam and shit, gold trim, memory <laughs> foam, all all the all the perks. He's like, so we can all be really really comfortable when we die. That's right. And Walter's like, your foxhole chit chat needs work. <laughs> I forgot that joke. That was a good joke. That was funny. That, and was then, good, that was a good one. And then Sean wishes Fred a happy birthday, and then it's credits. The end. What are we going to talk about for another 30 minutes? Because it's where... Did we did we bring this in in a reasonable amount of time for a change? Yeah. 
It's because this movie is so fucking fast and furious, man. Like it starts going, it never stops, it never it never slouches. It just fucking rides on rails from the moment it the moment the action starts, man. It is just rocket sled all the way to the climax. Yeah, no, this movie's super quick because 90% of it is fucking just a bunch of random shit happening and blood flying everywhere so what well i mean what are your final thoughts on it what how did you how did you feel about the movie because you seemed to have more complicated feelings than i did i me this was just giddy pure joy from start to finish i literally the moment Stephen lang and fred williamson pop on screen i'm like all right yes yes this is what i want this is what i came here for i was a little put off by the blurb at the beginning about the random drug that they invented (laughs) for the movie because i literally thought because, I, you know, I'm like, so it's like green room with old dudes. And it turns yeah. out it is kind of like that. If you did this as a double feature with green room, it would be a perfectly apt pairing. Like I said, this is the red room. Green room is the green room. Yep. The pre escape from New York aesthetic that they had going on kind of <laughs> threw me a little bit. Like that set up a certain expectation that was not the expectation you needed going into this movie. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like. This is reality, and these bad people are just chasing this poor girl, and these guys fucking... Which is kind of... That's the basic setup. That's kind of what it is, but... But you needed the army of zombies. Yeah. You needed the army of zombies. You had to justify that somehow, so they came up with this new drug that turns people into zombies, basically. I guess so. So that you could justify the fast zombie, but not have it be fast zombies, which, let's be honest... Nobody really wants that anymore. So now that I know what this is, I'm I'm okay with it. I like this movie a lot more, especially talking about it, because I can get what I want, like what I thought this movie was in a movie like You Are Next or something. Yeah, okay. Which is essentially... Yeah. That, that that's what I kind of thought this was. Okay, yeah, I can see how that would set up the wrong expectation. But it's not that. It's a, it's a zombie, not zombie movie with just like mutant freaks and... A bunch of assholes wearing leather, the yeah. bad guys, at and, least. <laughs> and like you said, like the the rejected expendables. Yeah, the guys who called Stallone and were like, Could I be in your movie? And he's like, No, <laughs> fuck out of here. Are you Jet Lee? No. Then fuck off. Let's call it. Let's call it. We're okay. done. We're done. VFW, go see it if you're into some weird uh, hyper violence and yeah, if, if old you, guys kicking ass. Yeah, if you like old guys kicking ass movies this is fantastic well in order for me to quit my job you guys have to do a couple things for us you have to follow us on instagram facebook twitter all that bullshit and you have to subscribe to our patreon that is the that my next point thank you you have to subscribe to my pay to my patreon our patreon it's not mine it's, it's my name's on it but it's ours it's ours it's, it's ours it's, together it's a show patreon where we talk about all the friday the 13th movies and asylum mockbusters and eventually there's probably i'm gonna make i'm gonna i'm gonna make him watch some disney movies it'll oh, be and we're doing shaw scope next year doing shaw scope sharks across bollywood has got to happen at some point in, it's inevitable because <laughs> that's just there's too much awesome bollywood stuff out there and it just sounds nice have you have you seen any of those clips they are insane those guys are doing things with movies that we haven't even thought of yeah no i've seen a couple and i'm like um we're doing that one what we need you know what you know what that's that's what we need that's what we need in America right now, we got so many goddamn useless streaming services. We need a good Bollywood streaming service. <laughs> I'm I'm sold. That'd be fun. Shout Factory. That just just, just they'll they, they'll have one. I know they do. <laughs> 
Maybe I they know. have. I haven't che- I haven't checked out their streaming service. They have Shout TV and Toku Shoutsu, so I know you know fucking they'll have all sorts of weird shit. Patreon.com slash Sharks Across Hollywood. You can give us all your money or a little bit of your money. If one of you motherfuckers would just give us a million dollars, there you go. Boom. Just there it is. You're, you're gonna get so much more content out of us that way. Like we would we would put out like a show every week. For as little as one dollar, you too can sponsor two overweight bearded fuckheads who fucking just wanna. <laughs> Who just want to ramble about <laughs> movies that they watch in no particular fucking order. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun for you. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with our Juneteenth episode. Uh, we're going to do a movie called Dope, which is exactly that. It's a fucking awesome movie. And we'll I'm we'll excited about, about this one. You've been talking it up since last year. So uh, you've got me on the hook. You should be. It's a good movie. It even has some connections to do the right thing. Some actors are in it. So we'll be back in a couple weeks with that. So come back and listen to it. But until then, stay jawsome.